This episode of the podcast is brought to you today by Always in Season Bulk Ammo. AIS carries products for all kinds of shooters, whether you need pistol, rifle, or shotgun ammo, they have you covered. And they even offer reloading supplies. AIS carries and distributes a wide variety of brands, including Remington, Winchester, BNP, Cleaver, Kent, Estate, Federal, Rio, and even Browning. So go check them out online at AISBulkAmmo.com or email Dominic at AISBulkAmmo at gmail.com. Also, AIS will be at the turkey shoot in August at the Meadows. They're now accepting pre-orders for that event. If you want to make sure you have the product you want, get it pre-ordered. Alex, they'll also have Game Boar Ammo there on site for all of you that are looking to buy some. Welcome to Behind the Break, the ultimate sporting clays podcast with your host, Justin Barker, Kevin DeMichael, Alex Clark, and David Radulovich. If you're going to win an event, you're not going to win it the day before, two days before. He's weeks out. You got to picture yourself on the podium. You got to picture yourself winning and never have any doubt you are. You need to take every practice bird seriously and you need to understand what practice really is. It's all about getting your mind right before you step up into the box. Figure out where you want to get in the game. It's all about the shot placement because the engraving and the pretty wood is not going to put X's on the card. Match the speed of the target, stare a hole through the target, and then. 26 World Championships. Love the sport that we all love. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't enjoy it. Hey guys, this is David Radulovich. Um, right after the World Championship at EJ Churchill, uh, Ben Husswaite and I were doing some clinics together. And after each one, we got a chance to sit down and talk a little bit about shooting, uh, the mental game, different experiences, uh, the World Championship coming up, and came up with uh, what I believe to be a very educational interview. Um, hopefully, uh, you guys will enjoy it, and I'll leave you to it. Kane is in the building. I'm here with uh, Big Ben uh, in Potomore. Is that how you say it? Pottermore? Yeah, Pottermore. Pottermore. Uh, and we just got done <clears throat> teaching a little bit. It was a, it was a pretty good day. Uh, so I'll uh, go ahead and let Ben uh, introduce himself. Uh, so how old are you? Uh, 40. 40. How, uh, uh, where are you from? Leicester, England. Right slap bang in the middle of the country. All right. How long have you been shooting? Well, my, I first fired the gun at seven, eight years old, but... Uh, Back then, things were different financially-wise for my family, so I probably fired 50 cartridges a month Mm -hmm. for like the first four or five years, maybe, Mm -hmm. before financially things changed and enabled me to shoot more and more from there. Yeah. Uh, What about, let's talk a little bit about your resume. I'm lucky that I've won everything there is to win at least once. Mm -hmm. You know, I've won the World Fit Ass. There's only three of us in the whole world that's ever won the World Fit Ass. Mm-hmm. And the world sporting. Mm-hmm. I know there's a few of you guys chasing us down now, and yeah. I'm sure. I'm gonna li- wait at least another year for me. <laughs> but I'm sure that list 
will be added to. I'm sure there'll be a fourth soon between yourself, Derek or Anthony. It won't be long before one of you adds the double to that. So, yeah, I've won the World Cup, mm -hmm. you know, European fit-ass, British Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. what, what, in your mind, is the win that you're most proud of? I don't think the, the pinnacle of any shooter's career. I, so, I, in, in my opinion, it goes for us over here. Mm -hmm. It goes world fitas, world sporting, European fitas right. in that order. Right. Where I suppose for you it's world fitas, world sporting nationals. I would guess. Yeah. Uh, in that order. Yeah, generally. So, but I would rate the world fitas as worth two world sportings. Yeah. In, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, and it, it has a inter more international flavor. Yeah. I think. It's the Formula One. You got to hold your form for four days. Yeah. Which I think is, uh, it's it's a, it's a fun shoot. I, I like the the focus of it is yeah. different. You yeah, know? it's totally it's completely yeah. different. Fifty birds a day, four days. Yeah, and you're going to shoot morning, afternoon, morning, afternoon. You're going to be tested in every surroundings. You're going to have different targets. You know, it's not just a hundred bird rip in a day and then a hundred bird rip in the next day and you're done. Right. You know, four days. A lot can change for you personally. Yeah. You know, things can go wrong in your personal life. Well, in my personal life, they can go wrong by the hour. <laughs> but um, in, over four days, you, you, I think you're going to be tested in all forms of life, not just shooting. So I think the, the, the winner of a World Fit Ass is the best shot in the year yeah. for me. Yeah. It's also, it's fun It's fun to win. The um, Well, if you remember last year on the first day, yeah. I said to you, you're going to win this shoot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you knew that. And I, could, it, I could tell. And I knew, I said to Game Boy, Yeah. You know, the winner of this shoot is going to use Game Boy because David's going to win this shoot. And I said it to you on the last day. You're going to win this shoot. I remember. And the third day. Yeah, I said to yeah. you, you're, you're going to win. I, and I, I was never in any doubt for me. I didn't even watch you shoot the last layout because I knew you I knew you were going to win. You know, isn't that weird that... Because there are some times when someone's shooting and you just know. Yeah. And I don't... What What is it that you see about that? And it's not just me. I mean, I, I've seen you shoot like that. I've seen other people shoot like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, again, it comes down to everything, doesn't it? Your personal life's got to be happy. Yeah. You've got to click in what you do. And then I believe on that day that you are that you see them better than anybody else. Yeah. So if you see them better than anybody else, you move better than anybody else. Yeah. And when those two things correlate, you hit a world champion. Yeah. I, I It's really cool because, you know, I've uh, worked... Ever since, like, you get a little taste of it, and you're like, "I want it." Yeah, I, I want. Not only do you want it, but it's like, "What was that?" Yeah, you know. You were shooting targets ten to fifteen <clears throat> yards quicker than anybody else yeah. without rushing. Yeah, yeah. That was, means uh, you're seeing them better than me. Right. <laughs> and, right. You know, those things put together equals when you put ability with, yeah, personal happiness and eyesight, you're going to get a winner, and that's yeah. that's what I could see in you that week. Your girlfriend was with you. Yeah. You could see you were comfortable because she was there, mm -hmm. and I just said to you, I said to you on the first day, you, you, you're going to be world champion in four days. <laughs> that's cool. Um, no, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think that in order to win a shoot like that, you it you it is kind of like trying to catch lightning in a bottle. You yep. know, I mean, everything, the the technical aspect of it, the visual, the mental. It all has to align, but also the things in your life have to be. 100%. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have to get, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, you got to get lucky to win. You got to have to, before, you know, going back 10 years ago, myself, George, or Richard won world championship. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There was only three people in the race. Yeah. Now there isn't. Right. Now there's, I still don't think the numbers are as great as what people say. There isn't hundreds. There isn't hundreds of people that can no, win world no, championship. No, no, no. There's a lot more than there is to, was three. Yeah. 
So to win in a pack like that, everything that we've just spoke about has to align, mm -hmm. and then you have to be lucky. Yeah, and the other guys have to not align. Yeah, you need, you know, if you shoot layout eight at two o'clock in the afternoon, and the sun's in your eyes, right? Your shoot could be gone. Right. Yeah. Try if next you, year. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> look at look at Dubai. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Dubai was like a lottery. Yeah. If you shot the wrong time, you're out. I didn't go, but I heard Dubai. So actually, maybe let's talk about that for a little bit because I never went, and a lot of people talk about it that have never gone. But I heard that it was just like certain time of day there was a sandstorm and as sure were, as the sun rises in the east the wind blows in dubai yeah. <laughs> and it blows in the same direction every day right so if you shot on the left hand side of the road yeah in the afternoon when the wind was in your face everything came in 30 yards and if you shot the other side they went out 30 yards <laughs> well i'd hope i'll be on the first side <laughs> so and if you didn't you didn't you know it, yeah. it, there was no look of draw that the top six people came off the same rotation mm -hmm. So I'm kind of glad that we're talking about that kind of stuff because, I mean, it's so true. You get, even at our, you know, over here for the world championship, they, you know, you shot earlier on in the week, right? Uh, I shot in the weekend. You could have started, am I right? You could, you could start shooting Monday, Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So three rotations. Do you think that there needs to be a movement for the top guys to shoot the same times. I think we're so advanced in the sport in some ways and so far behind in others. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, it's complete nonsense that you expect a guy on Tuesday morning to shoot the same targets as a guy on shoot Sunday afternoon. <laughs> and that guy can be world champion. And... Yeah, it, it's it's it, it, you know I teach a lot of high ranking individuals, mm -hmm. and I explain this to them, and they're like, "You're going to have to explain that to me again. Either I'm stupid or you are, because <laughs> this doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever." Right. Look at any other professional sport. It's not, you can't. You said a tiger. Tiger, you play Tuesday, yeah. and Rory, you play Sunday. Right. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Uh, anybody mind if I have a knock around on the Wednesday? Because you know my diary's free. <laughs> it does. Doesn't work, but like I, I think we should take it further than that. So, yeah. I, I, I'm a stickler, and I believe there's a lot of rumors in the sport. Mm -hmm. He cheated. He had a bird given to him. He bullied the referee. Right. So why don't we self-police? Mm -hmm. So last year you were world champion. Mm -hmm. You should be on a squad at next year's world champion with the top six. Yeah. Then seven to twelve, then thirteen, and yes. so on. And for the top ninety shooters, they should be ranked, mm -hmm. and they all start on the same layout on the same day. Yeah. So you're at 10 and they just filter through. So what that does, it kills all rumors. Because if I'm shooting with you and I turn around and I say, I hit that, and you say, I didn't, I didn't. Right. Because four other people are going to say as well. Mm -hmm. If I did, I know I trust you to say I would. And I'd say the same for you. Right. So you're self-pleased. There's no more rumors. Sports killed of rumors. Yeah. We also create a sponsorship opportunity. Exactly. Because if, if six, one, one to six is ranked, yeah. who's going to come and watch? Everyone. Everyone. So... Kriegoff or Parazzi mm -hmm. sponsor that layout. They've got a hospitality tent. People come and watch, and then they move that group around. Right. We've now created a sport that's got no rumors yep. and a sponsorship opportunity and a spectator sport. Yeah. Now, I'm uneducated, and I can figure this shit out. <laughs> well, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and those are two huge things. One of the things that we need in our game is to bring in 
more of a reason for people to watch. We need to make it more of a spectator sport. And if you if you just have to go out and randomly find somebody on a random squad to watch, that's you first off, do it. The, first off, to make a spectator sport, you need drama, and drama doesn't unfold if you're only watching one guy. No. You know, you need we. Uh, so well, I, from, I come to watch you shoot. Yeah. So I watch you make four beautiful moves. Yeah. And then I've got to watch Joe yeah, you, Bloggs yeah, you've got to, yeah. that shoots his left eye. Right. Never mounted the gun before properly. I think I'm not going to watch him. <laughs> and you have nothing to compare my and shots I leave. to. And I leave. Yeah. We do a thing at my, my state championship, the Ohio State shoot. We've done it for a long time. Uh, it's, we, it's called the Super Squad. Yeah, you re-rank after the first 100. Yeah, after the first day, the top six shooters go into one squad yeah. and they'll shoot together. But do you not and think that adds pressure to the shooter as well? That he has to learn to deal with that too. It does, but deal with it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. How do you learn yeah. to do it? Do yeah. it. Yeah, you do it. Yeah. And there's a lot of shooters out there right. whose reputation precedes them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the easiest way to hide your own drama is to create drama for somebody else. Yeah. Which this sport's very good at. Yeah. And, you know, if you throw mud at somebody else, you hope it hides your own indiscretions. Mm-hmm. And so these people don't want that squad. Right, because people would actually soon realize that, hang about, he's not as good as what I thought he was. Yeah, well, there's a we have a, unfortunately, those are the guys in the U.S. that are holding our game back, you know, and they have been for ten years, uh, and so that, that sucks. But no, I like that idea that you have, and I and I don't know how do you think that we start that? Is that something that I've always been an advocate of something like a players association? Yeah, something's got to give, but there's some the people have got to listen to it. You know, if somebody said to me, you're squatting with David Udulovic in France, I'd enjoy that. Yeah. There's other shooters out there would think, I yeah. can't do my games. Yeah. I can't. Yes. And until the majority buy into it, it will always just be an idea. Mm-hmm. It will never f- come to fruition because half of them don't want that pressure. They don't want that. No. I, the, the, you know. They don't, yeah. They, yeah. But I would, I, would, I would relish the challenge. I would love to shoot on a squad that, you're yeah. going to be tested with the best. You know, that's why, and that kind of brings up one thing I wanted to talk to you about, uh, was the PSCA. Yeah. And I know you came over a lot during the PSCA years. Uh, did you ever come over for year one? No. No? No. So, um, that's the PSCA was so cool because, especially the first year, because we had all the pros shooting together on the same squad, it was it, your squad was ranked by score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the second day, and you shot head to head, so pair by pair in sporting clays, not feet task. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you shot against the guy that had the closest score to you, and that really created a lot, a pretty huge, you know, a, a high intensity pressure situation. But yeah, but you, then you throw in the mix of Brandon. Yeah, and people there's like drama. That, you get the drama. Yeah, and and that's not a bad thing. No, I don't. I agree. As long as it's policed and within the rules and yeah then i think you've got a situation that, that, that we should relish yeah no i agree it's it's entertaining to watch it's, it makes for good tv yep. you know um so uh, now that the psca has been brought up what i want to i want to get some of your thoughts being an international shooter somebody who's not from the u.s and and competing in the psca first off what were your impressions of it i thought it was good fun yeah fun being the operative word yeah you know you saw how successful I was on the lights the first year. <laughs> what did you say? You said, I remember we, we went off. <laughs> that was so funny. We were shooting off at uh, so, uh, Side by Side, side, ranch. By side ranch. Yeah. And <laughs> you, it made it into the TV show. You said, uh, he goes, 
Those birds are unhittable. <laughs> the one bird. The one, the one bird. You can hit everything else, but you can hit yeah, the one bird. Yeah, that's what I said. I just, but, you know, I put a lot of, a lot of effort into it. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the last time I shot on the lights was the World English last year in Texas. Yeah. When I lit the stadium. You did shoot really well. Because I put yeah. the effort in. You put the effort in. It is different. To Hugely shoot different. But I, learned, but I learned a lot from you. You... I watched you shoot there because the, the two years that I came over, you dominated the PSC. Right, right. But you did things differently under lights. You attacked. Yes. You know, you shot them when they were flying straight. Mm -hmm. And I. Yeah, that was that was the the thing for me to that kind of made me click under the lights was understanding how much harder it is to read a bird. Yeah, correct. Distance yeah. is impossible to read. It's impossible to read, and then because you have nothing but a black background, yeah. a lot of times direction is hard to read. Yeah. In transition points. So, so I, like, you know, I did the same thing as you in that shoot off. I just said, you know what? Yeah, shoot it. We're in going the flat line. It. Yeah, we're yeah. going for it. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Big Balls. Yeah. <laughs> go big or go home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's cool. Um, so, so it was fun. Did, uh, Financially did, unviable for me. Yes. Well, even if you even win, the, it costs yes. it costs money to attend. And but I think thing. the guys deserved my support for two years. Yes. Yeah, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have took it any further than that because it was financially not viable. It, yeah. Especially for you having to come yeah. all the way. I think over. the pay structure was a little out. Yeah. You know, it could have been. It paid too far for too little mm -hmm. when they could have paid more and made it viable for international shooters if right. that made sense so right. he went 10 to 5 or whatever it was yeah 10 yeah. 5 you know that drops too big no 10 4 yeah and that yeah. drops too big yeah you know if so from, from, if i didn't win mm -hmm. it cost yeah and that shouldn't happen really no you know yeah you're right i mean what's the difference between paying five and seven hundred dollars yeah if, know, it's, or 250 dollars yeah, not even yeah. worth it. you put those four together and you pay 10 8 you know it's yeah semi-finals should I believe the semi-final should cover costs? Yeah, I think the first year we did it, it was fifteen and then ten and yeah, then seven fifty. Yeah, or seventy-five hundred. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So, did that have any influence over kind of the direction of the game over here? I don't know. I mean, I know it was popular for people to watch. Yeah, people loved watching it. I don't think they understood it. Yeah, you know, and didn't understand the game or the yeah or... the whole the whole concept of mm -hmm. you know the wild card and then they're doing it again and. But they, they enjoyed it. They enjoyed to watch it. But unfortunately, as you'll find out today, four o'clock, we have to stop shooting. Yeah. We're, we're not as laps on the laws. Is it like that a lot? A lot here? of grounds, five o'clock, and they'll be closing. So That's unfortunate. You'd yeah, be yeah. hiring floodlights just to see right. the birds flying. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the, I think the whole part of it being under night was fun. Yeah. That was the fun What well, is testing again in a different way, isn't it? Yeah. You know? But I, I really think that if you're going to have a professional sporting players association, I think... I always go back to year one, which I thought was the best. Where you, it was really like a PGA tournament. You know, I mean, you. Yeah, that, and that's what they need to go to because you know they don't play golf on the lights. No, <laughs> that'd be weird. <laughs> but, but again, you know, I think we're trying to think outside the box all the time, and I probably think the answer's right under our nose. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you think there's any future to it? Would you run a business that lost money? No. <laughs> but someone asked me, they said, uh, I forget where, oh, it was on the first time I was on this podcast as a guest. Uh, they asked me, what, what's, you know, what's going to be the future? I said, well, have you ever heard of an organization that disappeared for a year to come back? Yeah, really. It's, oh. it's disappeared because they got no more money to lose. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I, you know, I wish the, the, the structure of it was a little bit different. I think we spent a lot of money on TV when it could have been on the internet. And flowers. And fl <laughs> spent a lot of money on flowers. <laughs> you know, you know, let's, put, let's spend five grand a shoot putting flowers around the stand. That, that's going to get people to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> 
know what I mean? Right. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I would like for a professional shooting, or uh, you know. I just think somebody needs to take charge, and it's got to be somebody that's liked, which is probably not me, <laughs> but like somebody like yourself, yeah, to start a worldwide WhatsApp group. Yeah, I don't know if you know what WhatsApp I is. I do. Yeah, yeah. With everybody in it, and myself, Richard, George, people that don't get along still, mm-hmm. um, Christoph Ray, mm-hmm. yourself, uh, Michael Sparda, Damien Bergen. You imagine all these brains. And shooting knowledge in one place. Imagine the ideas we come up with. Yeah, that would be pretty powerful. But I think it needs to happen because that would have movement. The, yeah, I think that. Uh, but see, then again, you run into into what we're having trouble with in the U.S., where there are those certain guys that don't want change because then because then they can't mask. But you know, we're not. We're never going to get the majority unless we get the majority. Yeah. You know, if I turn around to you, if you called me and says hi. Ben, it's David Radulovic. I'm starting a global WhatsApp group for professional shooters to try and conglomerate and bring the sport together. And I say, no, thank you, David, I'm not involved. Right. And then I hear there's 80 of you in there. Right. I'm going to want to come in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Let's be honest. You know, you know, yeah. I, I'm going to what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, they're talking about <laughs> Is me. <it> me? <laughs> <laughs> so I think if somebody starts it, everybody will want to be in it. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. But it's got to start. So... Yeah, I mean, the, this kind of kind of goes into what's been talking, what's uh, has been brought up a lot recently in conversation with targets. Uh, we just got done with the uh, World English at EJ Churchill. The high was a one eight five, but on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, on Saturday Sunday, yeah. What was the high? The high was a one seven something on one eighty one. One eighty one. But that, but that wasn't on Monday Tuesday. Yeah, or Tuesday. yeah there was a one eighty one shot. Both, both rotations, okay. but they were considerably clear. Yeah, that's right. It the next one was like one yeah, seven. Yeah, seventy-eight or something. Yeah. So, I mean, that on average is a lot harder, lower score than you would expect. Probably the lowest it's ever been won with. Yeah, probably. Um, and I think we're getting to a point now where the professional shooters are so are getting so good uh, that we need to. Um, we can't be shooting the same courses. Okay, but then I put this to you. What's your favorite golf tournament? The Masters. How many par sevens is it? None. Yeah, but they don't. They reach the green in four. Right, but so if I, why do we have to go harder and longer? I don't think we have to go harder and longer. I, I just think we have to go different. So, do you watch the World Darts Championship? No. They don't stand further away. But they're better. But they don't stand further away. Right, but they're not competing against. But the local tournament, they stand at I think it's seven foot nine and a quarter. How do you know so much about darts? I know a lot about every sport. <laughs> and then the world championship, they stand the same distance. You know yeah. what they do is find the best, not the luckiest. Right. Not, you know, I believe we have a structure in shooting mm-hmm. that I'm one of the people that doesn't believe the world championship should be harder. Mm-hmm. I think it should be the same, mm-hmm. and you find the world champion. Let me present this to you, though. The reason why I say that it should be harder is because I think in order to build value in... So, like, you, your name is a brand. My name is a brand in the game. Yep. In order to build yours value... Is better, yours is better than mine. <laughs> is or isn't? Is. <laughs> I mean, you got more world championships than I do. I'm on about the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. The, uh, 
So you know, if I'm if I'm if I'm trying to build value to my brand, right? And I'm up there shooting targets, and I shoot a, I'm shooting 95s, 96s, uh, and winning with that, or no, winning with 98, 99. Then you get people uh, in a tournament that are shooting. You know, there's 99, 98, 97, 97 and a bunch of every of every number. What's what? What is the perceived difference in skill level between the current world champion and uh, the local shooter who shot a 95? Three or four targets. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, if you're, but you put us on a course that really tests the skill of a of a shotgun pointer, might be 15 targets. Yeah. A difference. Okay, so what that does is if, if we're shooting constantly, so if we set the courses to uh, cater to the, the hobbyist, we'll, we'll call them, uh, and no offense. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, I understand. Uh, so if we set the course toward, toward, towards the hobbyist, professional shooters and the non-professional shooters, the hobbyists, are not going to have a, a very big perceived skill gap. Okay, so what that means is that for Parazzi to invest money in me, doesn't really show what I can do with a shotgun over somebody else, which means that all of a sudden, instead of not necessarily bringing my value down, bringing their value up. And when you bring their value up, now all of a sudden you get what, what we call quasi pros or instructors or. Yeah, you know I, mean, what I mean, I, I fully understand what you're saying, but for me, if we're going to be an integrated sport, yeah. we have to cater for both. No, I totally. Or agree. we do what you yeah. say and you take the pros away. Yeah, I don't think I don't want to take the pros away. I, no, but I, what I'm saying is, for me, the course at the weekend destroyed hearts, and we actually lose people from the sport. I agree. Yeah. If you look at the, if you look at how many people didn't shoot both courses, mm-hmm. you know, they gave up, said this is oh, not there for were, me. There are only ha- a lot of halves. Well, see, that would be the uh, opposite uh, example where you're setting a course for the pros. Yeah, and but I don't, I don't believe. You. I believe it was too hard. Yeah. Do you think it would have been too hard if it was a PSEA event? Not very often I think about how to word something. About what? I'm trying to be diplomatic. Well, well this is we've got you on the podcast. We don't have to be diplomatic. I'm not being diplomatic. I just think there's clever targets yeah. and there's not clever targets. Yeah. There's distance and speeds and angles. There's many, many ways to beat people. Yeah. I believe at the weekend people didn't get beat, they got beat up. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I understand, yeah. Do you... Uh... Now, I'm not saying that it was bad right. in any way, shape or form. I do a lot of target setting mm-hmm. and I would have done things differently. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make me writing him wrong. Yeah. We shot what he believed was a world championship course and... I believe it was a world championship course. I'm not. I'm not saying it wasn't. Yeah. But the variability in what I shot was too great over six days. I see what you mean. Yeah. But I think that that goes back to uh, if we were to all shoot at the same time, then who really cares? Correct. No, that that's and as you know, I've just said I agree with that 100. percent Yeah. I, that's the biggest thing for me is if I, if I, I want to professionalize the game, you know, I want to bring it, uh, grow the sport. And what I mean by that is, I think that I think that some part of shooting needs to change 
to I think that there is uh, an availability there for external corporate money to get into the shooting. And I think that, but right now at the stage that we're at in the game, at least in the United States, I don't think that it's even it would even make sense to do that now. I, I think you can't make. We have a saying over here: you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. What out of a what? A pig's ear. Oh, oh, <laughs> you know, a sow's you, ear. I thought it's like what? So we've got to be careful with what we do with the sport. The sport of clay pigeon shooting, yeah, is boring. Yeah, boring. <laughs> Yeah. I, hey, I agree with you on that one. So, how do we televise it? Mm-hmm. If you spent an hour following me around a shoot, watching me shoot, yeah. hearing me talk about maintain lead, swing through or pull away, <laughs> the viewers would have turned off in two seconds. Yeah. Okay. Come and live in my personal life shoes for an hour. Yeah. They would never leave. <laughs> I don't believe we can televise the sport. Yeah. We can televise the personalities. Yeah. That's where we miss. Do you so what about this? Well, I mean, do you think that golf is more entertaining to watch than shooting? You can see action. If yeah. Rory steps up for an eighteen foot putt to win the Masters, yeah. you've got eighteen foot of anxiety and That's very true. You know, you I've watched your video yeah. of you winning the World Fitters. Which, which oh, the, the final the last, pair? Yeah, yeah, I like, have no clue what you did. No, yeah, no. Bang, it's done, bang, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. No suspense. <laughs> no reaction. No thrill. Yeah. I've got no idea if you hit them or missed them. Right. I, thought, I hope you hit them because you won. <laughs> but I've got no suspense. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah if that's you do miss, true. if you do miss, I've got no idea by how much. Yeah. So we can't bring in that suspense. But what we can do is the personality. You're a big personality in the sport. Mm. I'm a big personality in the sport. Yeah. You come and live in my rugby team. Come to the gym with me. Go to a nightclub with me. And then... I don't know if I can keep up if I did no, but, that. But then go and watch you out in your Dodge Challenger and yeah. doing things to that. And then, <laughs> you know, you're gonna, people are going to find their favourites. Like, I want him to do this. I want him to win. I like him. Yeah. And then you're going to have Gevin doing his thing. Right. Which is probably not much. Sorry, Gevin. <laughs> but, <laughs> or the complete opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So... Some people are going to favor him. They're going to want him to win. Yeah. You're going to have people that... Are, are going to not want somebody to correct. win. Correct. Yeah. So you can actually televise the personalities, not the sport. But you've enticed them into the sport because they want their favorite to win. Yeah. So the only reason they're watching the bar to the shooting is because they want Gavin to hit the pair. Nice. They want Richard Foles to hit the pair because they've locked into his personality and his family life and his kids and they like that. Or they like that he's a complete car crash, but he can still shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the way it's got to go. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, that's something that I've never really thought about is you talking about, you know, watching the 18 foot of anxiety. That's that's so true. You know, there's no... Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Bang. Right. Did he hit it or not? (laughs) Was he close? (laughs) There's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. No, that's very cool. I never thought about that. Well, do you think there's anything that we can do to, to you know... No. Uh, no? Nothing. It is what it is. Can't start shooting slower shells. That'd be pretty bad. <laughs> but you just got to use the... Because the, the personalities are amazing in the sport. Yeah. You know... I'll tell you what, that's true. You start hanging out with... I mean, I don't know what, 
Mm. If you go back 10 years and put me and Corey Cruz in the same room, it was a car crash. <laughs> there was trouble somewhere in the world. <laughs> you know, I have been in more trouble with Corey in more countries of the world than most people have been to. Yeah. And I look at the guy now and I love him more than ever. Yeah. His family life. Yeah. His wife and Amazing. daughter. I mean. He's a great guy. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, his daughter's beautiful. Beautiful. All he talks about. Yeah. And you look at, you know, me and Brad are still car crashes. So. <laughs> We just never evolved. <laughs> so, oh. so I, but that would make such good TV. Yeah, it would. You know, we do. We uh, we always travel around together. Hmm? You know, for, for for tournaments over there, and sometimes you do with us. But you should do that more often. You should come over and, and come to the bigger American shoots. But uh, but you're right. We 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 travel from place to place together. We caravan. We go do things exactly. together. It's fun, it's and, it, and it's entertaining. Yeah. No, that's cool. So, take Joe Public. He turns the TV channel over. Oh, here's David. He's going to shoot oh, a 45-yard batu. Got no fucking idea. Turn it off. Right. Well, I like that. I like that perspective. That's why I like to do this and sit down and to sit down. I really enjoy sitting down and uh, and talking with different people and getting their different uh, opinions on this. But oh, that's interesting. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about coaching. It was, we were teaching today, and uh, I've seen you teaching a little bit uh, in videos and stuff, but you're a fantastic coach. Your mind works three times faster than mine. I can't, I mean, as fast as you talk, my brain can't even think that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, so first off, let's, let's hear a little bit about you, like, learning how to shoot. Did you have a coach? How did that? So, like I said, things changed for me. We were... When you look in the dictionary under poor, mm-hmm. there used to be a picture of me. <laughs> and we literally couldn't afford to do any shooting. And Wait, before you go further, did it, did, was your father a shooter? Nope, nope. No. We went to a little... Over here, they have like game fairs and fates. Yeah. Where back then, you'd pay £5 for five shots. Okay. Or £3 for five shots. So we paid... My father paid... I was like eight years old, and we paid whatever it was for so many shots, and I had half, and Dad had half. Yeah. I was like, Dad, this is brilliant. And he's like, yeah, but it's expensive. We just can't afford to do it. So back then, my father was an uh, industrial door fitter. And um, we put a door, industrial door, on the clubhouse. Yeah. And instead of being paid for it, we uh, took some shooting. Yeah. So we did a bit of shooting. And then I used to work at the shooting ground and get a bit of shooting. So my, my cartridges were numbered. I had X amount, you know, like when me and you train now. Right. If we're missing a target, what do we do? We go back to the truck, get some more, ammo, get more ammo, go and do it again. Yeah. I never had that. So I had my next shot was my last shot. So everything was a learn. You had to learn. You mm-hmm. have to learn now. And it could be four weeks before I fired another one. So I was lucky back then to be around a lot of great shooters. So Mickey Rouse, Stuart Clark, George Digweed, Barry Simpson, you know, the best of the best. AJ Smith was one of my best friends. Yeah. And I'd look at them. I think he always misses Shondells. So I don't want to shoot Shondells like him. <laughs> Yeah. But this guy never misses Shondell, so I'm going to shoot them like him. And he's brilliant on crosses, but he doesn't hit crosses. And I just amalgamated mm-hmm. the best of the best and put that together into my system, which has now had to evolve right. with Promatic bringing out all these yeah, with the new fancy game. new machines yeah. and things. So, But that's what my system was based around, was picking the best of the best and what they were good at mm-hmm. and putting it under one umbrella. And you were very successful early on, right? Yeah. I mean, 
I was lucky. I, was, I think my record, and I very much doubt it'll ever be beat, yeah. was I think it was nine or ten consecutive podiums at a World Fit Us. Wow. You know, if you weren't on it last year, you're nine beyond. Wow, that's impressive. So I think that was my record. And you, uh, what are there for? I mean, last year you told me this. There are only three or four people to have ever won, win World Fit Us as a junior and open. Right? Well, there's and you're, uh, Richard was the first. No, yeah. Michel Manjo. Yeah, and I was shot the first. with him in Italy. Yeah, Michel Manjo yeah. was the first. Richard was the second. I was the third. Yeah. Greg Wolf was the fourth. And that's you were right. the fifth. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so five people. Five people now. I, I shot with Manjot in Italy, and talk about an amazing shot. Yeah, and still. Yes, that, that was really cool. And he told me, he said, you know, I won the very first World Feet Task as a junior. I yeah. said, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, it's true. I didn't believe him. Yep. I looked it up. Yep. Holy crap, and then like three or four years later, he won the whole thing. Yeah, correct. Yeah. I think it was like five entries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what year was the very first Feet Task, you know? I don't remember. This, you, did you win the 49th? I don't know. I think you won the 49th or the 51st. So work your way back. Wow. That's amazing. So, you, so you're self-taught yep. through, through observation. Yep. Very, yeah. So that's a theme that I've, I've come to find with doing these interviews with people is that one, a lot of them came from harder beginnings, you know, financially. Two, uh, they're extremely self-aware of themselves and of others. Well, when I first watched you shoot, you were a mini Wendell. Yeah. You're not now. I know. Yeah. And that didn't happen uh, intentionally. No, you just evolve. Yeah. And that's what, that's what happens. Right. You know? And you know, if you, you know Tom C. Yeah. Right? If you watch him, he's a mini Wendell. Yeah. And yeah. he's going to have to evolve. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just something you naturally do. Correct. Um, and you kind of, I think that that, you know, I asked uh, George in his podcast, I said, what, what do you think makes, what, what skill sets does a world champion in this game have to have? And uh, so I want to ask you the same question, but I think that one of those things, well, I'll let you go first. If I, I've always said the same thing. If you imagine two clock faces, starting at 12 and getting back to 12 means you're perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Technically... Technically and fundamentally, I would say there's probably 150 to 200 shooters worldwide that have completed the clock face. Say that one more time. Go ahead, say that again. So, 12 to 12. Once you go round the clock, you get yeah. back to 12, you're perfect. You've yeah. mastered the art of shotgunning. Yeah. I believe there's 150, 200 people worldwide that could say they're perfect. Mm -hmm. The next clock face is the want to win yeah. and the ability to mentally win. Yeah. There's only 50 going around that clock face. Yeah. I think there's a third one, and I think that's you have to have in some way, whether you get it because of your skill or your family or yourself, you have to have the financial ability and time. There's no, there's no shortcut. Yeah, no. You know, if you've not got funding, you're not going to win. No. It's that simple. But, that's what, and, but some things you can't, be taught and that's desire and want mm -hmm. you have to want it more than the next guy mm -hmm. now this will upset a lot of people Those that's why I had you on here <laughs> there is no king of shooting no there is no greater god yeah there was 
a space and time where you could win world championships with ease. Mm -hmm. And that time's been and gone. Uh -huh. I, yeah, I agree. It's not, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder. So what separates winners from silvers mm -hmm. is that desire. You have yeah. to want to break 200 targets regardless of the difficulty. And for two years, I lost that want yep. until I turned up at the shoot. Yep. By then, it's too late. You get out what you put in. I, uh, and I think that that want, it, well, you kind of just said this in what you just said, but that desire uh, fluctuates. Cool. From time like to time. I said, I lost it for two years. Yeah, I lost it right after I won the world championship. Yeah. And because it's such a high, you what do you hit after a high? Just like, what you do hit I do? a low. Yeah. You hit a low. Yeah. And I, I went through the same thing. And, you know, I have a lot of haters in the sport, but what they don't realize is they're my biggest fans. Yeah. Because it's for them I keep shooting. Right. You know, when I had that court case last year, I'm not going to hide from the fact that everyone knows I had a court case. Yeah. Because they're going to say, I didn't have one. You know, I did. I had a huge court case. I had a five-day trial. Yeah. And during the trial, I thought, I just don't want this anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to shoot. I don't want to compete. I can't be asked with the pressure it brings me. And then the email started to come in. So-and-so said this. So-and-so said that. So-and-so spreading this rumor. And I was like, you've just unleashed the beast in me again. <laughs> you've gave me, and I went out and shot 99 out of 100 at the British Compact and won it. Yep. And that's what they don't understand, and that's because they don't live. You know, you've got to... Something has got to light a fire in you. Yeah. And it can come from anywhere. It doesn't have to come from within the sport. But you have to draw energy, I believe, from outside the sport mm -hmm. to put a performance in, whether it's financial. Yeah. If I win this, I get X amount of dollars, and that's what I want to win. Right. And I want to buy that new watch. It may be that it's anger from people spreading rumors about you. Yeah. But I believe <clears throat> so many stars now have got to come into line to be world champion. And desire forces them into line, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I 100% I agree with you. And the thing, and I, I like to study other people just like you did yeah. you said you did uh, because I think it makes you better more holistic competitor and it's interesting to see how different guys uh, harness that differently yeah you know it can break people yeah it can and, and, and but and, do you not think a bad result can break people right a shoot yeah. off for a world championship you walk out there touch wood I've never lost one <clears throat> but you get a thumping right that can send you backwards in a fast people think oh my god it's amazing you got a silver yeah i don't see that i see that as a lot a gold lost right not a silver one right and if you've not got the mental capacity to come out fighting you know over here they say fight or flight you know you gotta add another one in there freeze yeah yeah because and you can't teach that you know you either get in or you get out and i've always been get in. you know i'm like you i don't know you're the same as me yeah you give me a, you give me an audience and i'll give you a show yeah you know 
Yeah, hopefully I can. But you do. You step on that yeah. PSA stage, yeah. and I turn around, I see all those faces, I'm like, I'm going to show up. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't, because I, I used to miss everything on the floodlights. <laughs> <laughs> I used to win the shoot, and then come last in the flight. Yeah. But you either harness the energy from the crowd, uh-huh. or you don't, yeah. and, you, and you crumble and fade. Yeah, it's, you know what's weird about that for me, though, is that was not... Uh, I want to talk about this, because I think you're probably... You're one of my favorite personalities in the game. Uh, you're just really you're interesting and uh, personality compartmentalization. Does that do you know what I mean yeah, by yeah. that? So I'm not that thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but because you're dead on with me in shooting, I'd like to put on a show. But externally from shooting, I'm the complete opposite. And I, like I'm very introverted. Yeah. Uh, but when I go out and I start competing, I it's a 180. Uh, are you like that at all? I do a lot of competing in different areas. So I do the rugby. Right. And I do... So like when I play rugby, I'm generally the captain of the team, the, loud, the loudest, mm-hmm. the outspoken. But then at home, I'm the opposite. But if you put me in an arena of any kind of confrontational situation... Mm-hmm whether it's a one-to-one shoot-off or a rugby match, then you're going to take me into a place where not many people, I believe, would go as far as I would go. Yeah. But then I'm the same as you. Put me at home with the girlfriend right. and the dogs. <laughs> She's the boss. You know? <laughs> she rules the roost. And right. I just sit back and do as I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, you can't compete in all aspects of your life. No. It'll become tiring. Yeah. The, uh, the reason why I brought up that personality compartmentalization is because uh, that's not my phrasing, you know, uh, but I was, uh, if you study a lot of top tier professional athletes, they can become a different person when they need to. When yeah, but do you not find that all top athletes in all walks of life have somewhere in their life an addictive personality? Yeah, not addicted, I think, but compulsive, yeah, compulsive in, the, in a certain traits. Yeah, certain traits. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, and it shows through in different ways in different people. Yeah, yeah. So you brought up rugby. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, when I think when they did your segment on the PSCA, uh, they talked a little bit about it, but I don't talk a little about it because. I don't know much about rugby, but neither it's, do I. No, you what? <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> you just run around after a ball. That's all. <laughs> but but uh, so first off, just, how, have you been doing that longer than yes, shooting? since I was seven? I'm playing oh, since okay. school. Yeah. And so, do you play? Uh, you play professional rugby? No, no. I've, highest I've ever played is semi-professional. So I played. So over here we have the highest level, and I've played the level underneath. Okay, and. Uh, do you find that there's anything from that you can take into shooting? Over the last few years, two of my really close friends are two of the best rugby players in their position. Mm-hmm. One of them worldwide. And if I can arrange it, I'm going to get you to sit down with him. Yeah. Because the guy's loose. <laughs> I mean, I'll give you his name later on so you can look him up. On, I mean, he's, he's an interesting character. But they are so disciplined. Yeah. 
the discipline levels that they bring, not only with nutrition, right. with hydration, yeah. with training. And like one of them has be now become a very good shot. Um, the, the guy's name is Mike Williams. He's a professional rugby player for Leicester Tigers, been in and out of the England squad. Um, and he says to me, well, what, that's not practice. Yeah. You're just firing. Yep. And what I've learned from him over the last 12 months has enhanced my game, not in any way but mentally. Mm -hmm. You know, the discipline he's brought to my game. Like I went over to his house for a big barbecue last night and every part of his life is what you said, compart. Yep. You know, he's just sitting there and he's structured in all aspects of life. And, you know, I don't believe there's any shooter in the world knows more about other shooters in the world than me. Yeah. Not just your strengths, but your weaknesses. Yeah. Because I might be able to put you into a place you don't want to go. Right. And this has all come from him, you know. Mm -hmm. He studies his opponent for seven days before he plays him on the weekend. Right. And he, he doesn't like to tackle with his left shoulder. He prefers to tackle with his right. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to attack this side. And it brought a lot of that into my game. And, you know, as I told you last year, you were going to win. Yeah. I could see it. And I could look into the people's eyes. You're not going to win. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it's easier to see. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think it's, yeah, I mean, the rugby, I believe, truly, true. apart from the injuries, yeah, enhances my game. You know, it's really cool that you say that because, again, just like I like to look at other top shooters, I like to study other top athletes too. And uh, and I, I actually, and I'm sure you're the same way over here, you end up getting people coming for lessons that are professional football players, rugby players. Well, I was looking to sit down with Usain Bolt. Yeah, 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 you know him. Yeah. You know, I was just... Yeah, so, and I think because those other games are further along than shooting, I mean, they're, they're real professional. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, we say we're professional shooters, we're not. But we're, the, we're professionals of a rabble. Yeah. You know. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. George, uh, in George's interview, he's like, let's get real about this, we're shooting clays. Yeah. That's you know? a, and that's true. Yeah. So, but those other games, you're talking about million dollar, hundred million dollar contracts. Correct. That's real. Yeah, we're looking That's when you can dedicate your life yeah. to, Doing what to you being do. that. Yeah. And, but you're right. The level of detail and structure and dedication to doing, bringing every part of their life into that game is unreal. There was a very good rugby coach over here and he came up with a saying and I heard it once and it just rang true with me. In your, whatever sport you choose to be, mm -hmm. be the best at everything that takes no talent. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Be the best you can be at everything that takes no talent. Yeah, and, well, and then... To stand right. Then look what happens. To stand yeah. right. It takes right. no talent. Right. You've just got to learn it. Yeah. And if you put that into the... On a rugby pitch, getting back on your feet quicker than them takes no talent. doesn't make me a better player than you. Yeah. And I try to bring that into my shooting. Be the best, you know, studying hold points takes no talent. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool thing to, to remember. Say that again so they can hear that. Be the best at everything that takes no talent. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, that's uh, that basically just putting 100% into everything. And let know. the rest take care of itself. Yeah, and it will if you do that. Yeah. How much, how much talent do you think um, is required in our game to be a world champion? 
as much as you've got. Yeah. I know that sounds lapsed, but you can only work with what you've got. Right. But you can make up for it with a mental game. Mm -hmm. and, and work. Yeah, and I think a guy with a lot of talent and a poor work ethic will get beat by a guy with less talent and a good work ethic. Yeah, yeah, I'm, that's kind of where I was going with that because I think, uh, you know, when other guys watch us on, on the PSEA or TV or the internet or whatever, come take a lesson, a lot, of, a lot of people give up at the site and say, oh, well, they're just they the, the level of talent they have yeah. is unattainable for me. There's no way. Yeah. Right? And, uh, but I, I think if you look at the top shooters in our game, there's, there's totally different varying levels of talent. 100%. You know, yeah. I mean. You know, and I don't mean this in a big-headed way. It's a statement, not arrogance. Mm -hmm. If they ban shooting worldwide for 12 months and on the 366th day had a world championship I would rate myself yeah to come back with no training and leave where I left off mm -hmm. and there's a lot of shooters at the top of the game yeah. that would look like they've never shot before yeah they have to consist consistently yeah. stay with it what, yeah. what do you think about yourself allows you to be able to do that you know I'm reckless in everyday life I glide through life and bounce off walls and you know I sort of make a decision then deal with the consequences Yeah. where you're the opposite you know yeah. you're very thoughtful process and think about what you're going to do before you do it mm -hmm. but when I shoot nobody works harder mm -hmm. you know I give it everything and I make every shot count mm -hmm. so I actually as ill disciplined as I am in life I'm disciplined in shooting. Yeah. So I think if you can ingrain that discipline and that desire to do it right, you know, another another old saying from over here, and you know, don't practice until you do it right. Practice yeah. till you can't, can't do it wrong. it wrong. Yeah. And that's where I think changes that level of consistency. Mm -hmm. You know. With my second sport of rugby, I've suffered a lot of injuries where I've not been able to shoot for a substantial amount of time. Yeah. And I come back as good as I leave. Yeah. I think that that goes back again. You know, you're talking about how regimented, and, you know, you are uh, opposite in life or shooting yeah. or probably rugby. I think that goes back again to what we were talking about yesterday with the personality compartmentalization. Yeah. You know, uh, people at the top of whatever that it is that they do, they understand that they need to change they have an adaptive personality is, yeah, yeah. is what it's called uh, so you know that no, that's pretty interesting um, if I practice for four hours a week yeah and you practice for 14 hours a week yeah I'm not gonna beat you well I don't I think you would because the more that I tend to practice so but the difference is when I was a, when I was young okay let me let me reword that yeah I don't mean range practice yeah yeah visualization at home right training eyes I just I'm a big believer the guy that works the hardest at shooting wins oh, okay you mean talking about in general yeah yeah I agree yeah obviously I don't yeah, mean I'm 14 hours of range practice and <laughs> yeah 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 for me personally I think uh, so when I was a kid well I guess I'm still a kid when, when I was a lot younger um, I used to put in 1300 rounds a day of practice you know like go on a weekend and shoot six seven eight flats uh, I would go with take lessons from Wendell 
and shoot a ridiculous amount. I mean, I would empty machines and then go to the next one and empty it and then come back to the first one and empty it. And you know, I mean, yeah. uh, now I can't do that. It it ser it really hurts my shooting if I do that yeah, yeah. before a tournament. Um, so I. But but that's all that converting into the subconscious your shooting style. But I don't think you'll ever find a champion that hasn't emptied machines. Exactly. No, you can't. And maybe one that that uh, is kind of a one hit wonder. You know. Just yeah, and they're, they're irrelevant to the sport. Yeah, they're exactly. irrelevant to me yeah. and the sport. Yeah. You know, um, I'd rather come second ten years in a row than be a flash in the pan. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, that, that bears no relevance to me. You, people in five years' time go who? Right. I agree. Um, all right, let's move on to something a little bit different. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the, I, I want to, well, since we're teaching, I, I want to talk about instructing. Yep. And uh, you and I are really good friends, and we talk a lot and uh, have a good time, uh, you know, when we're hanging out and everything. But one of the things that's kind of been really relevant recently is uh, this. So in the U.S., we had... A uh, the chief instructor of the, I see you smiling. You know where I'm going with this. The chief instructor of the NSCA put out a, a statement, basically saying that if you are looking for instruction, you should go to a certified instructor under him in the NSCA over somebody over a professional shooter, being a world champion, you and me, uh, because. A certified instructor has been taught to teach. They know different methods. They'll teach you more than one method. Uh, they'll, they're more dogmatic in their approach. X, Y, Z go down the line. You know, if you, I'm, I'm sure you read it. Yep. Yeah. And I know that you've had, um, over here, you've had the same type of, of things going on. Correct. Uh, and the, one of the reasons why I'm really excited to have you on here is because, so I know that, you know, I'm pretty... I'm willing to talk about anything. This is something I want to talk about. I know you're kind of the, the same way. You don't really care. So I want to hear your thought on that. <laughs> hey, look, I'll just leave that open-ended. If you have to put that statement out there, you're not very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I right. don't have to tell people I'm good because people say I'm good. Yeah. Your students tell me you're good. Yeah. And in instruction, in clay shooting, word of mouth is where we're at. Mm -hmm. You know, we've taught today. And one of the guys said he took a lesson from another top British shot and mm -hmm. it was the worst money he's ever wasted mm -hmm. because he didn't get informed. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that every good shot can coach. Yeah. But what I am saying is if you're not a good coach, you can't. If you're not a good shot, you can't coach. Yeah. That's a fact. You know, you can't sit there and say to me, right, man, the best way to approach this target is put your feet here, move from here, connect with the bird here, and the space you need is this. And I miss. And I say, I just don't understand what you're saying. Can you show me? Well, no, I can't do it, but I know how to do it. Yeah, but here, read it here. I can yeah. show you if you yeah. read this. But I can't, I can't do it myself. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of internet sensations. Yeah. And that's exactly what they are. You know, they're the most famous instructor on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And that's where their fame ends, mm -hmm. you know. And the fact that that was written just shows a lack of intelligence of the game. Yeah. Do you guys... So... My stance on it is obviously the same, but the, the other thing that I, I, I feel is that uh, we, as, I mean, you're at the top of the game right now. I'm at the top of the game right now. Are you doing the same stuff now than you were five years ago? No. Right. Not even, I'd say less than 50%. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, 
for me, well, and we were just talking about this yesterday, uh, earlier on in this podcast. You know, you said a little while ago I was in Mini Wendell, now I'm not. Yeah. You know, well, look, I, I won a world championship in the 90s. Yeah. I won a world championship in the 2000s, and we're now in the 2008. You know, I won one in, the, in 2012 or whatever. Yeah. So I've won them in 30 years to stretch. Yeah. And if I shot next week, like the one I won in the 90s, Oh. You know, I'd probably come through in 56 in the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just not going to happen. Well, not only does the not only do we change, but the game it forces us to change. You know. Look, let me say this about the U.S. Right? The U.S. are a dominant force in shooting, mm-hmm. but shooting's new. Yeah. In the U.S. Right. If you can show if, if you can show me an old instructor in the U.S., what what, what does he know? Because it's new. Right. So don't sit there and tell me you've been doing it 50 years when it's been there 40. You know that doesn't make no sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, think about your statement before you write it. Right. Well, you know, on top of that, I think that, uh, you know, first off, you can't be teaching anything that's relevant if if you're not there doing it. And I mean, hey, look, we're trying to be diplomatic here, and that's not my way around it. Yeah. I want to shoot eighty. Your average is sixty. Yeah. You can't help me. (laughs) It's simple. Right. You shoot sixty-five. Yeah. I want to shoot eighty-five. You can't help me. Yeah. How are you going to give me the 15 birds that you can't hit? I can reference a book for you. I know, exactly. I can, yeah. I can, I can name drop if you really want to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, got, I've got no problems with it because yeah. you know, 50% of nothing is nothing, so they can sue me all they want. <laughs> but, um, but if you go out there, and you know, an instructor walks onto a course. Yeah. He walks onto a station. It's a teal and a long batu. He kills two of the teal, misses all four of the battoos. How can he tell me how to hit that bird? Yeah. How is he going to stand behind me and make me do it better than two out of eight? Because <laughs> Stephen Hawkins could hit two out of eight with a flat battery. <laughs> so, <laughs> in the world did you come? Well, he probably couldn't now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, it's a sort. It's something I feel passionate about, yeah. and we could talk about it for hours because. It's an embarrassment to the sport. It's degrading to people that do know what they're doing. It's I, I think it's hurtful to the yeah, sport. And it's degrading know. to people that have... Look, let me tell you. If you're a good instructor, you've spent money. Yeah. Because you've made mistakes and you've invested in the sport. To have somebody rock up, pin a badge on their chest. You know, if they want to make themselves feel tall by standing on the shoulders of somebody else, let them. Yeah. What I unfortunately see a lot is when people will pay to go... To somebody like that, uh, they end up learning things that I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. I, I get guys that th- those people are their regular coaches, and they come, and their fit is so bad, their stance is so bad, the guns rocking them in the face, and they're they're at the verge of, of quitting. quitting. Yeah, yeah. How's your golf? Yeah, exactly. And I, I hate to see that because you know what? All it takes is when they come there, they say, you know, I say, you know what? Stand like that, move this, here you go, and then they shoot the gun like. Oh my God! It feels like a different gun. That didn't hurt. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, well, you I, said that this morning. You yeah. said somebody came and tell you. Yeah, yeah. It's like couldn't believe that the gun the could kick. feel that way. You know, I I give lots of free gun fits away on the internet. Yeah, and I'm like, look, I can't watch you. Hey, look, the guy we're talking about. Yeah. There's a. I've seen hundreds of pictures of him on the internet. His gun doesn't fit. Yeah. I said that. I messaged you. You did on yeah. in on iMessage. Yeah. I said he's talking about gun fit. The gun don't fit. His own gun. <laughs> His own gun doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah, I said, well, I said it. I sent you the picture. Yeah. And I'm like, this doesn't fit. Right. You know, I, I, I don't claim to know everything, but I know a lot. Mm-hmm. And when you call Paul, 
your nose shouldn't touch your thumb. You know, it's a general rule. You know, not holding anything back. <laughs> you know, I'll be I'll be quite honest with people. I don't. I'm not saying I'm the best instructor in the world. Yeah. But I'm probably in the top one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good instructor. You are. Uh, I've enjoyed the last two days because yeah, so I. You've done. You do things that I've never seen. Yeah, we're completely different. Yeah, but yeah. it's the same. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's a, it's a different, and that's what's so cool about when you do clinics like that with other instructors because it's good for the students. And it's especially good for them when we do that display at the end where we get the same results yes, done yeah. very differently. Right. And it makes them relax. You know, I don't have to do it this that one way. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Because there's not one way. No, there's not. No. Look, if I were to take my car to be serviced and the guy had one tool, yeah. he wouldn't do a very good service. No, just the hammer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, we talked about golf earlier. You would yeah. never play that with one club. No, but you would, but you don't be very good. Yeah, yeah, you can. It's a lot easier to carry. <laughs> no, no, dude, you have caddies. Yeah. <laughs> when I played high school golf, you don't have caddies. Uh, we need caddies in shooting. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, no, I. Yeah, no, it, it has been fun because, uh, and I think also they're they're between each other. There's stuff that you can pick up. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Maybe you know because I know. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's a good experience, I think, for both the people shooting and us. Um, I want to talk to you about uh, sponsorship uh, because I think that – so my I don't have a job outside of this shooting industry at home. Uh, I sell guns. I compete. I coach. And that's about it, uh, which, I, you know, you can make a good living. Obviously, you know. Um, so, uh, and because of my experience in the industry, working in the industry, not just competing, but in, in the sales aspect of it, um, in the sales aspect of the industry, uh, I, I get a different taste of things. Um, for example, you know, like with, I'm sponsored by Parati, my contract allows me to, you know, to sell guns for them. And, uh, we get, I can't tell you how many requests uh, that I get from people to push, you know, Barati towards sponsoring them or their kid. Yeah, because they won the KFC Moonlight Open on a Tuesday yeah. night. And, and the problem with that is that, um, that if they don't get that sponsorship, then, then they keep working for it and they keep trying to find one and they don't purchase anything, yeah. right? Was this... I mean, I would say in the past three years, it's gone from me getting this one to three times a year to maybe one, at least once a week. Yeah. Have you found over here that it's the same, that, that, the, that my, there's my this movement? My cell phone's in the car. If I had my cell phone on me now, yeah, I you could get show you messages from this week. Yeah. You know, but here it's very different to the U.S. Mm -hmm. In England, I would say there's five people that are sponsored mm -hmm. in the whole of the U.K. Sponsored. Yeah. There's lots of people that are supported. Yeah. The, the, and there's a very different meaning behind the two. Yeah. And, and this is why I want to talk to you uh, about this because, I mean, uh, I don't know anybody more than you who uh, has stayed with the same people for I'm, longer. I, would, I don't know anybody else. Yeah. I mean, you, how long have you been with Kriegoff? 25 years. And Game War? 25 years. 25 years. I mean, you have tattoos of those. Yeah. And I'm going nowhere. Yeah. You're Unless going nowhere. And, and I think, right. And, and I, I think that that's so important because I think people don't understand sponsorship is not a one-way street. 
Correct. You but, know? I, you know, I would say I'm the only... I, there's only three of us in the world, and I'm not being detrimental to anybody here. There's only three of us in the world that are multiple-time world champions. Yeah. You know, that's a fact. There isn't. Yeah. It's not being big-headed with me, George, and Richard. We've won more titles than anybody else. Right. I've done all of mine with one gun. Yeah. All of my world titles have been with one gun. That's you know, cool. If you look at George, it was Beretta, Cayman, Parazzi. Mm -hmm. Richard was Browning, Cayman, Beretta, Cesar Grudin. I didn't know he should have Cayman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I now, that. I am not saying they are wrong for that. I'm definitely not no, saying yeah, they are yeah, wrong for yeah. that. But, you know. Stuff happens sometimes. Yeah, stuff of them happen. Yeah. Sometimes companies disappear. Relationships <laughs> break down. Yeah. And also, when you're a professional financial Gains come into play. That's that simple. If you get offered a lot more money to shoot a gun, you feel that you can shoot adequately as well. You're going to move. Well, I wouldn't, but some people would. Yeah. And you know, I'm proud of my relationships. It's the one thing that I really do make believe that I'm loyal to whoever I'm associated with yeah. in this sport. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I really respect you for that, and I I, tr I mean I'm still young. I haven't had the time to put 25 years into. No, the but the problem is. The problem that's going to happen to you is, yeah, and I, I mean this 100%. When your next world title comes, yeah, and there will be a next, mm -hmm. they come to you, then it's not so easy. I've had that a lot, and, yeah, and but it'll come more, yeah, and more and more. For example, like in, in the US, so first off, I have you to thank for my deal with Game Boy, yep. so thank you. But you know, we, we weren't able to buy that in the US Correct. until just recently. Well, I actually set Dwight up with Game Boy too, yeah. You know, I, I made that intro. Yeah, and uh, so with in the U.S., I used to I used to shoot for another company. Yeah. Uh, they shut their program down for that. Continued to buy that ammo for three years. Yeah. Until it was possible to shoot Game Boy, which has always been my favorite. Uh, but you know, I it, same thing with my gun. If if I lost my contract with Prozzi, I I probably carry on shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what you believe in. Correct. You know, uh, but I want to, you know, I, I want to, the reason why I bring up sponsorship with you is because I want to know as an educational thing for all these kids, I think it's important to understand, one, obviously it's not a one-way street, you know, I, for as much whatever that I get from Prozzi, Game Boy, uh, Permatic, you know, Pila, whatever, I have to give them more. Yeah, we're not, know? we're not playing basketball. No. We're not doing, we're not in the NFL. Right. You know. Yeah. We're I, not we're not household names, right? So, you have to give more than you get. Yeah, and that's not an easy thing to do. Sometimes you think, right. you know what? I've won all these world championships. Why are you guys not fanning me and feeding me grapes? <laughs> if I was a golfer, yeah, I'd be worth hundreds of millions of pounds. Yeah, and I'd be probably arrested like Tiger Woods was. <laughs> but <laughs> we're not. And until you reach that mentality that, you know what, the sport's bigger than me, the sponsors are far bigger than me, because you know what, there's, as we spoke yesterday, there's another 50 Ben Husweights and David Rudovich's out there. Yeah. So if you don't uphold your end of the bargain, somebody else will. Mm -hmm. what, did, what advice would you have for someone that's looking to get sponsored? If you're looking, you're not ready. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's you, a good quick answer right if there. If they're looking at you, you're ready. Yeah. What? You know, just because you've been down the local range and won the local make or break yeah. against an electrician and a bounty hunter doesn't mean you're ready for sponsorship. 
<laughs> what kind of people do you have shooting over here, man? <laughs> so, you know, st- stay inside your parameters and know your own worth. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'd agree. That's cool. Um, good advice, I think. And, you know, that's, again, I wanted to bring that up because you've been with those guys for so long. You know, I think that's valuable to learn from. I don't even think I've got contracts, you know. Yeah, it's all it's all a gentleman's agreement. Yeah, I yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, hopefully they don't they don't realize that. <laughs> yeah, really. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. No, the uh, all right. So, uh, what else do we have? I want I wanted to ask you about uh, so yesterday we were talking about professional athletes about their how detailed they are, um, how specific they are. I do a um, clinic back at home. It's called Champs Camp. It's a yeah, youth clinic. Yeah. yeah, and we we spend about fifty percent of the time for a week in the classroom going over that kind of stuff. Fifty percent of the time outside shooting. In the classroom, we study athletes. We talk about mental games. It's a college course on on sports psychology. Uh, one of the things we talk about we we talk about other people like Michael Phelps, Tiger Woods, um, and. One of the, the common themes that I've found uh, in, in studying these people is their, like you said, their level of detail. There's a really cool story uh, in one of the books we use in that class. Is, uh, it's called No Limits by Michael Phelps. And uh, I'd encourage any, if you read books, I'd encourage you to read, to read that. Is there an audio version? <laughs> there, yeah, there is, actually. That's the one I've listened to. <laughs> but... Uh, one of, the, one of the cool things about it is he goes into talking about his routine uh, in, 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 before a race. And he explains the routine. And, and he says something along the lines of, you know, I, before a race, I like to put all my stuff on the, on the chair to the left of me. I put my right foot in my whatever, you know, my swimsuit, then my left foot. Then I take the left headphone from my iPod, put it in my left ear, take the right. And he goes through to describe everything. And it's a ridiculous amount of detail to the point of, when he talks about the, the iPod he's listening to, he tells you where he got it from. And uh, it's pretty, like, what, you know, first off, you, the first time you read it, if you weren't thinking about it, you think, this guy's a little weird. Yeah. Second time you read it, you start to understand that yeah, it's yeah. his level of detail that he thinks in. And uh, so I bring this up because, you know, you mentioned how, how structured your friends are in other sports. Yep. Um, and so I want to I ask you about... Um, what it, what are you like uh, in terms of like yeah I mean I, I've done a lot of work in this yeah. in, in this in this region and, and I'm lucky to have access to world class athletes yeah um, what you find when you speak to these world class athletes Usain Bolt Michael Phelps they can be super structured because their sport is super structured yeah in shooting you have to be super structured with the variability of things that are going to be outside your control. Mm -hmm. You know, you can run through a routine and you could end up shooting a world championship in the middle of nowhere and the things that you're used to doing are not accessible. accessible. Yeah. That doesn't happen to world-class athletes. Right. If it's not there... It is within 10 minutes. Yeah. You know. Someone's going to bring it there. Yeah. So <laughs> you have to be structurally unstructured, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Because if you think you're going to stick to this X, Y, and Z, 
<coughs> somebody removes Y, if that affects your game, yeah, you're not strong enough. You're not strong enough. Yeah. Now, so there's an attention to detail with the ability to remove detail. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I would be far more strict with nutrition and hydration. Yeah. But you can't. Yeah, that's the one thing that's so hard. I really you struggle know, because I want to be. But you can't. But the places we go, it's like, how? How? The and, only thing here is a McDonald's. And also, <laughs> you turn up to a shooting ground in the middle of Spain. I don't speak Spanish. No. I see a guy eating something I want, but then I order it. <laughs> I end up with the two dos avesas, por favor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, all, right. that's all I end up with. Yeah. So, you know, so, Yes super structured in what I do mm -hmm. with the preparation to be unstructured yeah. if I need to I know when I was a lot younger and, and I started getting more into the mental aspect of the game I was trying everything I could to be really structured and then I, I when I started to get past that point to where I was like you know I really started to evolve better as a competitor I started to realize this this is stupid you know some of the stuff I'm doing Dude, some of your routine back in the day oh that you know in the I could NSCA, have shot a parkour in your singles I would shut down tournaments. <laughs> Don't put me and Wendell and Tom C on the same squad. Not unless you got lights. No, but uh, but you know, I, I would. It gets to a point where you're going through the routine for just the sake of going through the routine. Uh, yeah, and it's pointless and it's wasting time and mental capacity, yeah. you know, to shoot, and it becomes distracting. So I want, I want to, I want to ask you, what is? Have you ever had a routine? What yep, is a I have routine? A, I have one. Okay, and. Mine is more visual than like aesthetics outside of the game. Mm -hmm. So like, if I put the top shell in first or the bottom shell in first, that's yeah. not going to affect my routine. Same. Mine's more breathing and what goes on between the ears. Mm -hmm. You know, so you can put me in any situation and my routine would hold out. Mm -hmm. You know, so when we shot Dubai, I know you said you didn't go to Dubai. All of the shells were in a trash can to you, and you just scooped. Really? So, you know, you had people like, oh my God, I load from my pocket. Are you serious? I'm like, take them from the trash can and put them in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. you know, this it's is not, not that complicated. <laughs> this is not rocket science. Yeah. But, you know, but I've never used these shells before, but well, no, neither is he. Yeah. So let's just get to grips with it. Oh, did they supply all the ammo? Yeah, you had to use their ammo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So you walked to a station, there was just a big pile of orange shells. You didn't know what wow. the hell was written on them. And, away you went so what what uh how did you develop your routine is it something that built over time that changed yeah so again i again i have access to so many world-class athletes that, mm -hmm. and when i mean access i don't mean i've met them in a holiday in once they're yeah, friends yeah, yeah. so i can go to them and say look i'm struggling with this and, you know they've had the best sports psychologist in the uk work with them and they pass that knowledge down yeah. and I've read a lot of books there was, a, there was a famous javelin thrower from the UK called Steve Backley he was the greatest javelin thrower to never win a gold medal really he, he, he just didn't have it mentally? he just won silvers non-stop wow that's weird but he, you'd enjoy the book I'll send you it because yeah. I've got it yeah he figured the mental game after he retired ah. and his book's very very good mm -hmm. but unfortunately is he is he like a, a old school? Yeah, he's he'd be fifty something now. Okay, like silver in the Olympics. He, I think he won the Commonwealth Games, but that's like being the best when the Americans and Russians aren't there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, make, doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, and that that was a very good book for me and a bit and a big learning curve. Yeah, 
And I'm a great believer that you have to learn to lose before you learn to win. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I was second in the world fit as four years in a row before I won it. Wow. And two of those I was winning with allowed to shoot. Yep. I think a lot of people get, they are afraid of that. And their fear of that failure never lets them, what's it say? Successful due to a fear of failure. So, so Ben just read off a tattoo on his arm. It says successful due to a fear of failure. That's pretty cool. It's all down to my father. Yeah. I spent so many years trying to emulate his success. Yeah. And his success is business, right? business based. Mm -hmm. That I felt if I didn't win, he would see me as a failure. Yeah. And in the end, I thought, you know what? You. Yeah. I'm gonna do this for me now. And I'll never forget when I won the World Fit Ass. I called him and told him, and his words were, Ben, it's 4 a.m. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and the phone hung up. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so, that's... you know, I heard a speech once by that Matthew McConaughey, whatever his name is. McConaughey. Have you, have you heard his speech when he won the Oscars? No. Where he says there's three things he needs in life. Mm -hmm. He needs to chase something, look up to something, and be proud of something to be successful yeah and if you can listen to his speech when he wins the trophy it's, it's quite moving mm -hmm. you know he's proud of his family he looks up to God and he chases excellence knowing he will never achieve it yeah and I think that's one thing that I realized I wanted to be perfect and then when you realize you know what I can chase it that's yeah. all well and good yeah but I'm never going to get it yeah and I think that's when you hit your peak performance mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the, one of the most interesting uh, breakthroughs I ever had in my game was when I kind of realized that in order for me to shoot the best, I kind of got to relinquish any. Uh, I guess it, it really was a desire for perfection. Mm. You know, you have you have exactly to what I just said. you have to say you know what, uh, like for example, the World Feed Pass last year, the whole two hundred birds, I, I, I approached every single target like this. Well. Yeah, I could hit it or I can miss it. And if I if I miss it, then it's just not my time to win. Don't really care. I'm just going to go do it. Yeah, let it you know? lose. Yeah. You, you have to be 100% not af afraid of a loss. Yes, yeah. And that's what, and like I say, you've got to learn to accept that. And, you know, I think, what did you, what did you shoot? 191? 193. 193, yeah. yeah. So you missed seven times. Yeah. So seven times, <laughs> you were wrong. Right. And still won. Yeah. In no other sport does that happen. No. Michael Phelps misses his breath seven times. <laughs> he sinks. <laughs> you know he, he doesn't not, make it to the end. He's not going to win. Yeah. So they can. They're as as good as their mental game is. Mm -hmm. I believe shooting stands alone. I agree with you because, because it's the only game you can't come back. And Michael Phelps is a phenomenon. His strength and fitness. He didn't. He wasn't. He didn't create that he was born that way mm -hmm. you can be a, the strongest guy in the world it doesn't mean you're going to be a good shot yeah you know it's it's a standalone sport mm -hmm. and I believe that 100% yeah that's cool so tell me about world championship world feet test championship is what two weeks from now no next week dude. a week starts well, a week today it starts a week today. I'm ready. <laughs> it starts a week today. So we're, we're a week away from the World Fit Ass Championship. 
Uh, yeah, I thought, I'm thinking it's two weeks. I'm the guy that's got to go defend my time. I have no idea when the hell it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so world world championship is in a week. What do you do mentally, physically, technically to prepare? Well, I'm gonna have to use a different stock. Oh yeah, because yours cracked. Yeah. yeah. So, but let's just say everything is good. What What's your plan? Because I'm because these are questions that we get all the time. Yeah. So I know. train hard. I train hard for five days. Uh huh. And I, my final practice day will be the Monday. Okay. What do, what then, is uh, what is your practice? All of mine is comes down to timing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't particularly shoot hard targets. I shoot a lot of trap targets because I think if your time is good on a trap target, your time is good. Yeah. Especially from your fit ass mount. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I do a lot around around an ATA trap layout, for different angles, and and then on the Monday, possibly Tuesday morning, I will just shoot full parkours. If I can get some friends there to make it a squad of six, so you mean like during their practice time there? Yeah, but I do it here. Okay, I won't practice on the layouts before I get there. No, I just don't, I've never found it beneficial. Well, yeah, I agree with you. Back when when they used to let you practice the targets, but they don't let you do that anymore, do they? Yeah. Oh, really? It yeah, wasn't yeah. like that last two years, two or no, three years. No, so in the Europeans last last week you practiced targets. Really? And you will do. I remember in France in 2011 when I showed up for the World Peak Task and they. For a week, they're letting you practice all these targets, and then I'm like, "Oh, these are pretty good targets." And we go to shoot the world championship. I'm like, what? "These are the targets we've been practicing all week." Yeah, what? It's always been like that. Yeah, but they just move the peg five feet over yeah, there. And I, I, but I've never found that beneficial. I think I agree with you because what happens to me when I do that is I shoot way too consciously. Well, what happens with me is if I shoot 25 on a practice layout in that in that in the tournament, I miss one. I'm like, I'm worse than I was in practice. Yeah. Or I'd shoot a 17, and I'm like. I do not want to go back to that layout. I've got to go back there for 23 to win. Yeah. You know, I could never find a stable mindset that... Mm-hmm. So I just, you know what? I can hit anything they can throw. Yeah. Practicing it is not going to help me. Yeah. You know, if I didn't take it with me, I'm not going to find it there. Right. Yeah. But I do like two days off with the gun before a major Right comp. before I'm the same way. Yeah. I don't. I like to not hit it very hard. Two days before, yeah. two or three days. Yeah. I like to I, unless something's and some, you have to. Yeah, yeah something's you gotta wrong. And I got to fix something. In in America, when we have big tournaments, I always show up a day or two early without ha- generally a day, two days early. The next day, I don't shoot, but I'm at the club. Yeah, and then Just I milling start around. So, and a lot of people miss that. I yeah. think that's a big thing that you brought up there. A lot of people try to stay away from the club, and when you do turn up the at- the atmosphere in golf, shoot. Yes, it does. Yeah, because the atmosphere at a world fit is electrifying. Yeah, it is. And if you're not prepared for that, you know, I like to be around the club. I enjoy it. You know, I heard your interview with George and you're on about like whether you want to know the scores or you don't want to know the scores. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And trust me, someone's going to tell you. Yeah. And they might not tell you the truth. Right. I I like to know. I I demand to know. Yeah. You know, Minnesota 2006. Mm -hmm. I'm two pegs down on the Winchester layout. And I miss a target on the third peg. And I walk to stand four. And a guy comes past on a quad bike and he says, How many down? I said, Oh, I missed one. If you straight this peg, you're in a shoot off for the gold. <laughs> I'm like, dude, thank you. Yeah, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Right. It was a ridiculously hard peg. And I missed the first double. And my world collapsed. Mm-hmm. I was like, Damn. Get back. Any point blank. In line. Yep. Twenty three put me in the shoot off. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that yeah. you won that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, but yeah. somebody just misinformed me. Yeah. But if back then if I'd have checked, 
yeah. don't know. So yeah. now I check. Yeah. And somebody That's, comes up and tells me scores, I just say thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, see, I'm the same way because I approach, even at a world championship, I approach that pressure of, you know, going into the last day for me, I was two birds up. I shot 24 in my first round. So did Andras, 24. He was the guy that was two birds behind me. So I found out about his first round. He was shooting a little bit before me. He finished his second round as I was halfway done with mine. So I know that I'm still, I only have two, I'm two birds up. I don't know, I mean, he could straight it, and you can very easily shoot a 23 yeah. in the World Feed Test. So, because especially with the challenge bird. So I, you know, with, with that information, even it being a world championship, winning my first world championship, uh, the I, I don't really I don't really care about pressure. I don't know about you. I mean, the if you get it, sometimes it helps you focus. You know, uh, and it, just, it doesn't change my mindset at all. Chasing scores I, or placing scores, I'm not interested. No, it doesn't, it doesn't change me. No, and uh, so I, I don't try to hide from it. But I think the advantage in knowing scores for me is that one, it doesn't affect my performance norm, uh, negatively, but I can strategize better. There's nothing better than knowing you've got a four bird lead. Yes. Yeah. You could, and people don't agree with me, but I, you know what, if there's a simultaneous pair to finish and I can defend and hit one of them, I'm done. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, when I won the, when I won the World English Sporting here in, in Lake and Heath, uh, going to the last station, the super final, it was nine birds mm-hmm. and I needed five to win. Mm-hmm. I had a four bird lead. And you had a huge midi simultaneous, probably 60, 70 yards away, and a standard you could hit with a Nerf gun. Yeah. And everybody went before me, midi, standard. Nobody hit the midi. I shot the standard, and then I just shot a piece of it. <laughs> really? Did it four times in a row. And then killed a single batu. Thank you very much, world champion, one by one. Nobody can remember whether you won by one or six. I don't, why waste a shot at the midi? If I miss that, I might miss the other one. So I should shot the big one. I'm another one. <laughs> was, it, was the second bird impossible to hit after the first shot? Dude, it was gone. Oh, okay. gone, gone I thought you meant it was just it was still out there. You just nah, I don't need it. No, it was like hundred yards away. I wasn't going to waste a car. Okay. <laughs> I know hundred yards away. I wasn't going to waste cartridge. I know I wasn't going to miss the the batu to full use. As long as I hit four twenty yard crosses with eight cartridges, yeah, I, I was in. Yeah. I, I like those odds. Yeah. And actually, my phone was buzzing in my pocket during a shoot. Yeah. And I'm like, who's messaging me? And it was actually Richard Folds above me saying, "Just shoot the big one." Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so. I guess to uh, to finish up because I, I don't want to take too much of your time still. But unless, is there anything that you want? First off, before I go into the last part, anything you want to talk about? No, no. I think you know. I think you're doing a great job with these, and it's interesting. You know, it was. I didn't shoot very well at the World Championship. Yeah. I shot well, no because I shot one course brilliantly, mm-hmm. and one course I struggled with this with this stock. Um, but it was very nice to go back. You know, I love you guys. You know I do. Yourself, Zach, and Corey, and everybody. But two years ago, Anthony won the world sport in England. Yeah. And for me, back then, mm-hmm. two years ago, Anthony was the best in America. Mm-hmm. And he deserved that win. Yeah. But I think the internet took over a little bit in a the little. days after. Yeah. The Brits are finished. Yeah. We're the new reign supreme. You yeah. Know? And Zach hit is hard. And Zach likes to do that. Yeah, he does. And he's good at it. Yeah, he's, and he's good, good at stirring it. Yeah, and he's good for the sport. Yeah. But we've just had the last super final mm-hmm. with five Brits 
and a Frenchman. Yeah. And I think it's quite possible for a nation to dominate for a year, mm-hmm. but no one's going to dominate this sport ever again. Yeah. I don't, I don't think any one person will. It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. But I, but I will say something. I think that if you, let's say this, for in a, let's say in America, we say, you know what? We're going to focus on developing our pros to never lose another world championship. And I, I just use America because that's yeah, my yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. You guys could do the same thing. And let's say we separate the amateurs and the professionals. Professionals go off and only shoot their own shoots, different targets, everything like that. Guarantee you, if we did that, after one or two years, we would, we would never lose. I disagree. Because I, here's why. Because I think that collectively, us as professional shooter, professional in quotation marks shooters, uh, I don't think we're as good as we can get. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I just but think that we're also, as good as the I also targets believe, allow us. I also believe that a, a team of David Radulovic, yeah. Derek Mine, Anthony Matarese, and Corey Cruz takes on a team of George Digweed, Ben Huswaite, Richard Folds, and A. Another. Yeah. All hit their peak. Yeah. You're never going to pick a winner. No. You're never going to say that one team's going to beat that team every time. Yeah. I think in, in the current in direction that our games are going in our individual countries, I would agree. Yeah. I do agree that you've got far more talent. Deeper. Yeah. Yeah. And younger. Yeah. You know, on the back of me, George and Richard, and, you know, Richard Bunnings is fantastic. Congratulations on his win last week. There's nothing, not a great deal following up behind us. How old is he? I have no idea. He'd be older than myself, so 40s out of 40. Oh, really? So, I just think the juniors are the future. Mm -hmm. And your junior team is strong. But our junior team team, is your team. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like I say, targets had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say... As you found out in that Shondell today. Gosh, I'm telling you. For the people that don't know, over in every other country except the United States, they shoot... uh, We call it an international. They probably just call it a normal target. Just a regular target. Do you call our targets international targets? No, they're just... American targets. Just American targets. Yeah, yeah. obviously. That was a stupid question. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm tired. I've been teaching all day. Uh, but anyway, so in, in international targets, they use, it's 110 millimeter as opposed to 108, and yours is 27 millimeters tall, and I want to say ours is 32. But ours is heavier. Yeah, and yours is heavier. So the difference that it causes is, one, it looks a little different. It looks a lot thinner, but it, it flies through the air a lot quicker. It maintains speed. That's the difference. I think they, they pretty much come off the same. Yeah. Yours decreases a hell of a lot right. faster. There's just more. It's it's a fatter target. Yeah. And it's not as aerodynamic. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I would love to do... I, I hope next year that uh, Northbrook hires me to set targets for the, for the world sporting. Because when all you guys come over there, I'm going to set 200 birds of about 40 yard crossers (laughs) and every target you have to shoot is one of our targets right as it transitions and everyone's going to shoot in front of the Americans are going to win by 20 (laughs) but uh, no so do you know what would be interesting and it would be interesting I think you'd find the best yeah is on every station use one of our targets one of yours yeah and alternate that'd be a test that would be cool I just think America needs to go to your targets or we we need to go to yours 
It's no, gonna be one or the other. Ours are worse. After yeah, being just, here, and after being here and seeing the types of targets you can throw, I, I think that it's uh, our, a really signature target you can only get with an American target is like I was talking about a big belly bird crossing that has some height to it and transitions and falls. Yeah, I mean, we you, cannot get the dust off our clays that you get over there. Yes, yeah, you know, that's we, true. We don't get dust like you do. I mean, them them bio things you just turn into a the, white spot. Yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, we don't get that here. No. Uh, but no, I think that yours are better because you one you can throw them faster. You guys have, you know, springs over here that we can't even use on our targets. Yeah, they'll break. Them, yeah. uh, but so you know they're 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 faster. They you can drive a target down, yeah. which you can't do with ours. Uh, and yeah, they're a lot different. I, I like them better. I just need to I need to practice them badly. <laughs> <laughs> You found you found 193 of them last year. Yeah, yeah. But I see see the the difference is in feet task in feet task versus um, sporting or English sporting. If there's a target like that on a peg, it's going to be one peg of a parkour. I could have to shoot it one time with, with two, two shots, yeah. and I don't have to. And I and if I if if it's the hard bird, which it can only sh- it, they don't even throw the hard bird in the, in the pairs, do they? Right. So. I'm only going to get it one time, and I get two shots at it. And you generally know where you miss with the first and correct. Exactly, and you can correct. And even if I don't, then I shoot a 24 out of 25. You know, and uh, and so in 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 sporting clays, I got to shoot the thing eight times, and I'm going to miss five of them because <laughs> I only got one shot. And it's frustrating. Well, uh, all right, so. Last thing, let's get into uh, the, just tell. Well, we talked about sponsors. Uh, you know, you should create off uh, Game Boar. Anything you want to add about those companies? No, I use Peeler Glasses. Right. Briley Chokes, sponsored by my father's industrial door company, multi industrial doors. Um, Bentley, which is my, one of my nice sponsors. Mm-hmm. I get to drive yeah, cruise, that's nice. I get to cruise Can you hook me up with a sponsorship with like Ferrari or something? I get to cruise around the Bentley, which is nice. Yeah. Um, look. If you're loyal to your sponsors, they'll be loyal to you. You know, you never yeah. bite the hands that feed you. So, yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. I, for for me, my advice for all these people that, that always ask about that, give give back to them more than they give to you, yeah. and you'll never have to worry about a contract. Uh, yep, and you know, yeah. when, when your sponsors are ringing you, how you do something wrong? Yeah. Uh, so, last thing I want to do is ask you a question from one of the listeners, uh, and this one I've asked all three of you guys over here. Uh, it's a good question. Garrett Benskin. He says, what change in your practice routine sparked the greatest improvement in your shooting? I think... Ben, Ben's like, practice? Yeah, really. I'm sitting here, multiple-time <laughs> no. world champion, we're talking about practice. <laughs> Do you know that interview? <laughs> we talk about practice? <laughs> uh, Iverson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alan Iverson. Yeah. We're talking about practice. Talk, I'm sitting here, MVP. We talk about practice. <laughs> I want to talk about the game. Um, look, champions aren't, champions aren't made in the ring. They're made in the gym. Yeah. When the lights are off and no one's watching. Yeah. So, I think the biggest thing that changed in my practice was the financial stability to do more of it. Yeah. Which accelerated mm-hmm. my rise to the top mm-hmm. I don't I can't attribute it to anything else I had the game I had the knowledge I didn't have the dollars if you had to pick something other than that 
In other words, <laughs> come up with another answer. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> um, I think it's very easy to sit there and say, you know, quality over quantity, yeah. as we just said, you know. But I think you've got to do the quantity before you do the quality. Yeah. So it's difficult. Look, I'm a true believer that everybody born to this earth is born a world champion. Yeah. It's whether you find what the it sport is. you are going to be world champion at. Mm -hmm. Now, we got lucky. We're one of the lucky few that found yeah. what we were given a God-given talent for. Who knows? You might be better at something else. You just never found it. Well, I hope it's golf because I'd make a lot more money. Yeah, really. We can't make any less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah so. I always tell my friends, they're, they're like, man, I wish I was a professional shooter. I was like, listen, quit your job, come with me, and make thousands of dollars. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you, the best way to earn a million pounds out of shooting yeah. is start with two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I just think I always, when I learned to let go more, and accept failure. Yeah. And I think so much more over the past visualization has become part of the sport. Mm -hmm. And like I said to you, it was so much different back then. You know, when I was winning world championships earlier in my career, if I beat George or Richard, I won. You know? If, wait, if you won? If I, I beat George or Richard, I won. Okay, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was it. Yeah, I you see know, what you mean. If you look back over the world championships from the past, there's three of us are just. We stood in different places. Yeah. You know, that's what it was like. You know, who's going to win? Ben, George, or Richard? And yeah. Who's going to come second? And who's going to come third? That's all it was. Right. So, when that stopped happening, that was a shock. Right. Fourth. I'm fourth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who's got the balls that they beat me? Yeah. There are only two people in the world that can beat me. Who, how am I fourth? <laughs> and then it was like, Who was the guy? And I was like, 12? <laughs> I'm 12? <laughs> My God, damn! I was like, look, I'm, I'm going no lower. Yeah. <laughs> 27? <laughs> I got to practice. <laughs> and that's when things changed for me. Yeah. Not, the biggest change wasn't to become a winner. Yeah. It was when I stopped being a winner. Yeah. And I realized I was being out-practiced. Interesting. Would be I, the I, biggest I'm, difference for me. Yeah. That's that's a really good answer. Yeah, so, that's that's a good answer. It was different. Um, good deal. Well, I think that covers about everything. That's about two hours. <laughs> we can talk. Yeah. No. So. Um, hey, look, man. I appreciate everything you've done for me in my game. Yeah. And I well, same for I, you. I hope somewhere along the line you can look back on your career in the, few, in the past and say that I've influenced yours. Well, and, I mean, it, you have. You've you've, you know. First off, I like you being around. You're funny. You keep me in a good mood. <laughs> that alone. But no, I mean, you know, and I, I think that that in itself is what is kind of carrying everybody to improve. I mean, look at, like you said, the past five years, we've gotten so, everyone has gotten so much better so fast. You know, the learning curve is shortened. Yeah. And it's because we all talk now. Yeah. You know, I have no problem. If you were to call me and be like, dude, I can't hit this target. What the hell am I doing wrong? I don't have a problem telling you. Yeah, same with me today. Yeah. You know, Ten years ago, people... People didn't talk about stuff. They did. Right? They just told you wrong. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're overneath it. Yeah. <laughs> You're overneath it. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, look, the sport's going forward. 
I'd like to think I've got more world championships in me. Yeah. I know you've got more in you and there's going to be a lot more people that win their first. Yeah. So I think when I started to accept that, that I, you know, you're now just part of a small pack. Mm -hmm. It was better than being just three of us. And yeah. it's made me improve my game and I've learned to accept my fellow competitors in a way that I didn't maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. And you know what? I can honestly say I was not only pleased, but I was proud of you when you won your shoot. I was yeah, the first one. I could tell that you were. You know. I want to tell a quick story about that. Can I tell them yeah. the, the thing? So so you were you were did you you shot like sometimes you would shoot right behind me, sometimes Yeah, we were just on the rotation yeah, I, was, yeah. I was first or second behind yeah. you. Yeah. Our our rotations were basically we were hanging out all week. And like you said earlier, you said the first day you told me I was going to win. Second and third and fourth day, you'd ever, you know. And, uh, but the first person to, you were the first person to congratulate me. And then went, so there's this tradition. I don't know how it started. Do you know this? It started at team events. Britain, Britain, France used to exchange flags. Okay. So they're, they're just team flags, yep. country flags. Yep. And you exchange it with, with the other people that you're on the podium with or the other teams. Yep. And, the, and I have a huge collection of them. I would say I probably, I'm sure you have more than me. I just use the table maps. Yeah. I, I probably, <laughs> they're pretty cool though. To yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I would say I probably got, I don't know, 20, 30 of them. Well, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're in a team event, you average two a year. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you've been an individual, you get Per world two. championship. Yeah, yeah. So you're looking at five a year. Yeah. So I've got a lot of them. And uh, uh, anyway, so. I've got a lot of them. The only one, the coolest one I have is the one that you gave me, and, and that's the one you, you pulled me aside and, and you said this is the one that was given. You know that was the one that your team gave you because your your team also gives you one. Correct. And so you gave me the one that your team gave you, and you signed it, and then you wrote a little message on there. And uh, I actually have a picture of it up up on uh, my social media. I will probably share it with this podcast, but. Uh, that's cool, and I actually have it framed now in my room. Dude, it's a very small club, yeah. and once I learned to welcome people into that club and not get jealous that there was a new person in yeah. that club, shooting and life became a lot easier. Yeah, and you get better. Yeah, as a person and a shooter. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Ben. I appreciate, no, man, your appreciate time. it. Yeah, awesome. Well, I, I uh, wish you the best of luck in uh, in France coming up. And do you like the take? Yeah, I think I think there's only two people ever defended that title. Yeah. So yeah, well, it'll be hard there. <laughs> hey, not as hard as your first one. First yeah. one's the hardest one. Yeah. No, that'll be good. I, I, I feel pretty good. I just got to know that every time I see a bird, I got to add another 80 feet onto the lead. <laughs> <laughs> not if you use lead reduction. <laughs> lead reduction. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> imagine, imagine using that on the last target to win a world championship. Oh. <laughs> Oh man. All right, well good deal. So I'll uh, I guess we'll we'll see you soon. All right, man, be safe. All right, thank you.